Hi, this is Living Truth with Dr. Ferdinand Uweke, coordinator of Eternity Ministries. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The freedom you experience is tied to the truth that you know. On Living Truth, you will encounter God's truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Living Truth is life-changing truth, holistic truth, balanced truth. For books and messages from Dr. Ferdinand and Eternity Ministries, visit our website www.eternityministries.org and www.ferdinandwicked.com And now, here's Dr. Ferdinand with today's message. Hi, my name is Dr. Ferdinand Nweke and I am your host on Living Truth. Thank you for joining us on today's uh, uh, edition of Living Truth. I coordinate Eternity Ministries, and uh, Eternity Ministries is not a church. We teach and preach the Word of God uh, through diverse means. Uh, And our goal is not to make you a member of our church, but to build you up in the things of God, to equip you with the life that pleases God, with the truth that will enable you to live a triumphant, victorious life, and that will also prepare you for eternity, that will help you to live in such a way that beyond time, you will receive the Father's welcome when you stand before God in eternity. God bless you. Now, um, we have been looking on Living Truth here at the Kingdom series, and we have seen the priority of the kingdom of God, how that kingdom is more important than everything else. How that before our daily bread, before our very lives, that kingdom must come. And how the Lord Jesus Christ said we are to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then everything else will be added to us. We have also seen what happens when there is no king. Remember, in those days when there was no king in Israel, what happened? Everybody did whatever was right in their own eyes. And of course, the reason they could do that was because there was no king. And that is the mark of a life where King Jesus has not settled into that heart. You do what is right in your own eyes. You do what you feel like doing. You do what you enjoy doing. You do what you what seems nice and right and what feels right. Why do you do that? Because the king is not in place. But as soon as the king comes, you no longer live according to what is right in your own eyes. You are now under the authority of your king. And your chief goal, your primary desire is to please the king, not to satisfy the desires of your body. Now, uh, in the last edition of Living Truth, we are looking at thy kingdom come. And we saw that that was the prayer the Lord Jesus Christ taught us to pray. And that that prayer is much more than a prayer. It's actually a manifesto for living. It's a manifesto for kingdom life that prioritizes the king and his kingdom and puts the will of the king beyond our own needs. Now, on today's edition of Living Living Truth, we are looking at kingdom praying. How do we pray in the kingdom? You see, there's a lot of prayer going on right now. You, You will agree with me that everybody is praying, especially the way our country is, the difficulties and the challenges that we are facing, everybody is praying. People are praying in different places. People are praying all manner of prayers. But you see, for those of us who are citizens of a kingdom, the king tells us how to pray if we expect 
our prayers to find answers. You see, if we don't pray, a lot of people pray and then they don't get answers and they wonder why after all I prayed. But you see, prayer is not serious until it agrees with the protocols that have been established by the king. You're praying to the king. So if you are praying the prayer contrary to how the king said to pray the prayer, of course the king will not answer. The king is not obligated to answer those that pray in ways contrary to how he has commanded. So our first guarantee for answered prayer begins when we pay attention to how our king counseled and commanded us to pray. Now, in Matthew chapter 6, Matthew's gospel chapter 6, from verse 1 of that scripture, which is quite long to verse um, 18, we will not be able to read everything. I, I recommend that you read that when you have some time, please. Um, we won't be able to read all of that now, but in that passage of scripture, the Lord Jesus Christ established certain things that must characterize the life of a genuine kingdom citizen. The first thing he says there is in verse 2, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 2, he says, when you do your charitable deed, when you give alms, that's the first when that we find. And then in, in verse 5, he says, and when you pray, and then he begins to describe. So you see, after he said, when you do your charitable deed or when you give alms, he now begins to describe how we are to go about it. And then he now said, when you pray, that is in verse 5. And then he took time to describe how we should go about our praying to show us what we should not do while we are praying, what we should do, how we are to pray, how not to pray so that um, our prayers will not be disappointed or, or, or frustrated and then after telling us how to pray when we pray he now came to verse 16 when he said and when you fast when you fast he said do not be like the hypocrite with a sad countenance you know they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting i say to you assuredly they have their reward but when you fast this is how you are to do it. Anoint your head. Wash your face so that you don't appear to people that you are fasting. You see, the point I'm making is that in this passage of scripture, the Lord Jesus Christ established three priorities that must manifest in the life of every genuine kingdom citizen. There must be deeds, good works, deeds of charity. Kingdom living is not just talk. It's not just making a claim. I go to church. I'm born again. Where are the deeds? Where are the good works? The Lord Jesus Christ said, you know, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works, your good deeds, your deeds prompted by love, your deeds that show that show that you are a genuine child of God. We want to see those deeds manifested. We don't just want to hear talk. The Chinese, they have a statement. They say, talk does not cook rice. Talk does not cook rice. I mean, if we have a lot of talk going on in our Christianity, where are the good works? Do our neighbors see our deeds prompted by love? Do they see the works that show that we have repented? Do, does our life prove that we have repented by the things that we are doing? You see, John the Baptist warned the people that came to him for baptism. John the Baptist told them, he said, produce fruit that shows that you have genuinely repented from your sins. 
You say you are born again and you are going to church. Eh? And you are the worship leader. You are doing all these things. You are even a pastor. You are a preacher. We want to see fruit that shows that you have repented. Now, the fruit that I'm bearing in the office, the, when you are signing a check that you know that this is fraudulent, you say it's government money, does that show that you're a child of God? You see, if all we have is talk and we are just making claims, eh, a man is sleeping with girls around, but he's a member of church and he's married. You have a girl who is singing in the choir and you are going around with men and you are collecting money from, in fact, you are living in the house of somebody that you are not married to. What kind of Christian life is that? And then you go to church. Does that show that you have repented from your sins? So you see, there must be deeds of charity, deeds of repentance that show that we are genuine kingdom citizens. Then in the second component, Jesus said, when you pray, and that's what I want to spend more time on, because like I said, there's a lot of praying going on, but where are the answers? All this prayer and fasting, all these, uh, you know, night vigils that we are having and all this. In fact, some of our prayers are not only not according to the protocols, they are directly against what the king has told us to do. So let's look more closely now and see how the king told us to pray from Matthew chapter 6. And I'm reading from verse 6. Say, but you, from verse 5. He said, and when you pray. When you pray. Now, notice that all of these things, Jesus didn't say, if you do arms, if you pray, or if you fast. He said, when. That means that as a child of God, heaven expects that it's a matter of when, not if. We are to do these charitable deeds, we are to pray, and we are to fast. Of course, the Bible does not prescribe exactly how many days we are to fast. Maybe we can discuss that some other time on living truth. But now, let's focus on when you pray. Jesus said, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets so that they may be seen by people. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. You see, there are these people that are called hypocrites. And the Lord Jesus Christ said, when you pray, don't be like these hypocrites. Now, who is a hypocrite? The word hypocrite is very interesting. Literally, actually, the word in Greek, I'm not a Greek scholar, but you know, you can always check out these things. The word in Greek is hypocrites. Hupo means under. Krites has to do with a mask. Under a mask. That's what hypocrite means. Somebody who is operating under a mask. Actually, the word hypocrites is the word used to describe an actor on a stage who is acting a role that is not him or her you, you see when you have actors i mean take nollywood for instance all of these nollywood movies or hollywood or bollywood you know the different film industries in nigeria in the u.s and in india that, that, that's what they are called now when you take all these film industries you have these movie stars that act now they technically speaking they are hypocrites they are hypocrites now that's not in a bad way first of all but you see they are being hypocritical in acting because that thing they are acting is not their real life you may see the man wearing rags and you know dragging his leg and looking sick but he's not sick he has a mansion he drives a jeep or a rolls royce or one of these uh, you know big cars and, and and he has a ton of money but he's acting poor in the film in the movie why is that so because he's just playing a role that is not his or her reality that's a hypocrite now when you now bring that to real life a hypocrite is somebody who is acting 
acting what he is not. So you see, these hypocrites, they love to pray standing in the street corners. They raise their voices. They shout. They dramatize their prayers. Jesus Christ said, they have received their reward. Human beings will clap for them, but they have no reward from God in heaven. So the first thing you see here in kingdom praying is that your prayer must be real. You yourself must be real. Are you acting drama in your relationship with God? Or you are genuine? Look, my brothers and sisters, fellow listeners on, you know, listeners on living truth, I want to be real. I want to be real. I don't want to be a fake person. You know, appearing something, you know, in some place and being something somewhere. Many of us are fake. We are one way in church in front of our pastors and we are very different in office. There are some of us, we are excellent in church, but when we get to our families, wow, we are terrorists against our wives. And some of us wives, we respect the pastor. You know, we do all kinds of things out there. But when we get home and the husband says something, wow, the way you will snap. It's like a tiger living inside the house with a man. What kind of Christianity is this? See, if we are hypocrites and we are acting, we are just acting and we are doing the motions and we are shaking our head, we are shouting, we are walking up and down and we are doing all these kind of things in our prayers, but we are not genuine, we are not real. The king will not answer us. Do you know why? Look at what Jesus said. He said, but you, when you pray, Eh? Go into your room and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. You see what's going on here is that we have a father, we are praying to a father who sees in the secret. Now, if I'm praying to a father who sees in the secret and I'm acting drama, I can't impress him because he can see what I'm hiding. He sees what is behind the appearance. No wonder the Lord Jesus Christ rebuked the Pharisees. He says, you like to make yourself look good in the sight of people, but God knows your heart. God knows what is behind the appearance. Because the things that are highly esteemed in the sight of human beings, they are abominations in the sight of God. So you see, we are praying to our Father who sees in secret. So that means in kingdom praying, you cannot have bad secrets that you have covered and you are praying to a God that sees in secret. Now, you see, it doesn't make sense that I'm hiding evil in secret and I'm praying to a God who sees in secret. Of course, he sees what I'm hiding. He sees what I have buried. He sees what I have covered. So why will he answer me? But what if I bring out all those my secrets and I ask for mercy, I ask for grace, I ask for forgiveness, I ask him to cleanse away these my secret sins. I am honest with God. See, my dear listener, kingdom praying begins when we are honest with God about our lives, about our situations, about our needs, about our personalities. If we are pretending, we should forget prayer. Prayer is not serious until it is righteous. And righteousness begins when we open up the secrets of our heart to the light of Almighty God so that His grace and mercy can be manifested to us. So the Lord Jesus Christ said, when you pray, when you pray. The next thing He now says, so He said, when you pray, it means go into the secret place. Don't dramatize your prayer. Let your prayer be between you and your father. Of course, you can also pray in a group, but even in the group, when we are praying together, maybe as a family or 
as a prayer group or in the church, make sure that you are real and that from the depths of your heart that you are real in the presence of your father. Amen. And as we are real like that, we are going to expect great answers and mighty manifestations of God's power uh, and his interventions in our lives and the matters that we have been praying about. Now, don't go away because when we come back, I'm still going to show you further on how to pray as a kingdom citizen. God bless you. Hi, this is Living Truth with Dr. Ferdinand Uweke, coordinator of Eternity Ministries. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The freedom you experience is tied to the truth that you know. On Living Truth, you will encounter God's truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Living Truth is life-changing truth, holistic truth, balanced truth. For books and messages from Dr. Ferdinand and Eternity Ministries, visit our website www.eternityministries.org and www.ferdinandweke.com. Dr. Ferdinand will be back after this short break. Join Dr. Ferdinand and other servants of God for Living Truth Life every last Sunday of the month. Brings up for life-changing teachings, prayers, and ministrations. Dr. Ferdinand is not a church pastor, but a teacher of God's Word. You will be nourished with the Word and equipped to maximize your destiny. Venue, Block 13, Flat 2, Spring Valley Estate, opposite Akko Estate, Airport Road, Abuja. Time is 4 p.m. For books, CDs, and other materials, visit our office at Block 13, Flat 2, Spring Valley Estate, opposite Akko Estate. State Airport Road, Abuja. Listen to Dr. Ferdinand online at our website www.eternityministries.org. That is www.eternityministries.org or call 081 066 06076. That is 081 066 06076. Dr. Ferdinand welcomes your partnership to help spread the solid truth of God's word and to keep living truth on the air. Call now 081 066 or email at gmail.com. Hi, welcome back to Living Truth. Remember, just before we went on the short break, we are looking at when you pray, kingdom praying, and we saw that there are protocols for our prayers to be acceptable before our king and we must honor those protocols we must not be like the hypocrites actors people who are pretending in their prayer huh? they are screaming and they are shouting they are crying and they are weeping and they are doing all kinds of things but they have secrets they are acting from under a mask they are not real hmm? God does not want us to be like that. He wants us to go into our secret place. He wants us to remember that our father, the father that we are praying to, sees what is in secret. That is a very important principle of prayer. Listen to what Jesus said. He said, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, that means shut out every distraction. Mm? Shut out the flesh. Shut out the world. Shut out, the, you know, the fear and all the things. Shut them out. He said, then pray to your father. Now, this your father, he is in the secret place. And then your father, who sees in secret, will reward you openly. You see, your father sees in secret. Remember that. The father to whom we are praying sees our secrets. See, 
if we are praying about a certain business, but we are already giving bribes and we are making connections, the father already sees the secret. He sees what we didn't mention when we are praying. You see, God hears beyond our words. He hears our lives. If there's anything like that, he sees our lives. So we, when we remember that, then we are real. We are transparent. If you look at the life of a man, that man called David, and you look at you know, other servants of God in scripture, you will see that they were real with God. They were not pretenders. They were not hypocrites. And then your father, who sees in secret, will reward you openly. So God calls us here to multiply secret prayer that will generate open rewards. You see, when you're a man of the secret place, when you're a woman of secret prayer, intense, genuine, heartfelt secret prayer, your heavenly father will reward you openly. You are going to see answers. You are going to see manifestations because the father who knows you and knows your secret is now blessing you, you know, outwardly. You see, a lot of people don't understand that what they do in the secret carries over into their public. You see, if you are hiding something good in secret, it will manifest openly. But if you are hiding something evil in the secret, it will also follow you openly. The shadow from your secret place. The Bible says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So you see, if you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, in the place of prayer, you will abide under that shadow. Even in your daily life, as you are walking, do you remember Peter? As he's walking, people came into the streets, they brought the sick, so that the shadow of Peter will pass over them. And many of them were healed. Do you know why that was possible? Because Peter was a man of secret prayer. And when Peter was walking on the streets, the man himself was overshadowed by the shadow of the Almighty. So the shadow of the Almighty superimposed on the shadow of Peter and brought miracles to those that were sick. That is what happens when we are men and women of the secret place. May that be your portion. May that define us. Instead of making a lot of noise, can we go to our secret places and settle matters with God in prayer and listen to what he has to tell us about our lives, our families, our ministries, our country in Jesus' name. Now, the Lord Jesus now continued, he said, so when you pray, he said, do not use vain repetitions. This is Matthew chapter 6 now and verse 7. Do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they will be heard because of their many words. You see, you now have another category apart from the hypocrites. They are called the hidden. Jesus said, don't be like them. When they pray, they think, they think that the, God is going to hear them because they repeated, they, plenty, they said plenty, plenty things. You know, like the prophets of Baal or Mount Carmel. They shouted from morning till night. They jumped on the sacrifice. They slashed themselves with their knives and lancets. And they said, Baal, hear us. Baal, hear us. They were shouting. They thought that Baal will answer because of all those things they were talking. A lot of people think that by repeating and chanting their prayer, God is going to answer. No, 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 no. And this brings us to a very important matter when you pray. And that is, why do you think the Father should answer you? Why do you think? Why do you think? You see, what you, why you think the Father should answer you is the basis, is the foundation for your expectation. 
And the only correct basis for our expectation must be the finished work of Jesus. The Father will answer us, not because of our righteousness, not because of our perfection, not because we gave offering in the church. He will answer us because Jesus paid our price. Jesus intercedes for us at the right hand of the Father because we came in the name of Jesus. Don't quote any other reason in expecting answers from the Father. Even when you have done all the good things, you have given offering, you have given tithes, you have obeyed, you have done all these things. The Bible says you are to say, we are unprofitable servants. Don't use that to claim things from God. Our own righteousness is not enough. Plead the righteousness of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ before the Father. Amen. So the Bible says we should not be like them. And then the Lord Jesus said, he said, don't be like them because your heavenly father knows the things that you have need of before you ask him. Always remember that God is your father. He knows what you need even before you start praying. And you can be real with him. You can pour out your heart to him in genuine prayer. And then, of course, the Lord Jesus now gave us the prayer, which we spent time to look at in our last broadcast, you know, the Lord's Prayer. It says, we should pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Notice that the Father, his name, his kingdom, his will is more important than our daily bread. And in kingdom praying, we remember that. So we are praying for the kingdom. We are praying for souls to be saved. We, are, we don't just begin with our daily bread. We are more concerned about the will of God, the purpose of God. We are more concerned about, you know, about God's counsel coming to pass than even our needs. Does that mean we shouldn't pray about our needs? We should pray about our needs, but we should be more concerned about those who have not heard the gospel. What about the kingdom of God? What about righteousness in our nation? Those are also prayer points, and we are called to pray them. We are called to pray for revival. We are called to pray for souls to be saved. We are called to pray for the church to be ready for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then, of course, we are to bring our daily needs before God. And then he says, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So we must give praise and glory to God. Gratitude and thanksgiving must be part of our prayer. Now in verses 14 and 15, the Lord Jesus makes say something very important with which I want to close. He says, for if you forgive people their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive people their trespasses neither will your father in heaven forgive your own trespasses you see one of the greatest hindrances to our prayers is refusing to forgive others and the bible says if you don't forgive others your father will not forgive you and if the father does not forgive us our prayers are automatically out of the way it cannot be answered those prayers cannot be answered because we are not even right with the Father. And so, can I invite you to forgive every person that has offended you? Let them go. Let them go. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, pray that with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I forgive those who have trespassed against me. Father, forgive me too. Jesus, help me to let go of every hurt. In Jesus' name. Now, let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that Father from now on... As my friend prays that heavens will open. Lord, we repent of every hypocrisy and ask that we will be real in our prayers and we receive great answers as we pray to the glory of your name. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. God bless you. Don't forget, the bigger God gets in your eyes, the tinier your mountains will become. Thank you for joining us on Living Truth today. We believe you've been blessed. Connect with Dr. Ferdinand on Facebook, facebook.com slash drferdinandwicked. That is facebook.com slash drferdinandwicked. Or call 0808-793-5270. That is 0808-793-5270. Or visit our website www.eternityministries.org and www.ferdinandunweke.com for more resources and to sign up to our Living Truth podcast. Until next week when we bring to you another edition of Living Truth. Don't forget, the bigger God gets in your eyes, the tinier your mountains become. And your power shone.